Hi, good morning, Faith Life. Um, thank you, Mark, for giving me this opportunity to teach this morning. Um, also want to say a massive thank you to the worship band. As always, you lead us in such beautiful worship. Thank you. And um, even though we're not together, it just gives that sense of coming together. And I thank you for that and all your hard work and all the prep that goes into that. Um, I also want to say a massive thank you to Jackie and Peter. Um, some of you don't see what they do. I do because I have two children um, and every week they faithfully meet with the children um, before this meeting. Um, and they do such a wonderful job. So thank you for your faithfulness. Um, I'm sure it can't always be easy, um, but thank you. The children love it. Um, I'm part of the Truth Quest group um, and we've been learning to prepare talks um, and Mark has been setting us different challenges. So we have been looking at Hebrews, Hebrews 6, and we've been looking at the foundations of the Christian belief. And then we were asked to do a talk on faith towards God. Now, Mark does like to challenge us. He just gave us the title Faith Towards God and said talk on that in just half an hour, um, which I think is hard because Faith Towards God could cover the whole Bible. So I decided that I would try and narrow it down a bit by concentrating mostly on um, healing. Obviously, Faith Towards God does not just include healing, but if we can understand the principles um, of faith towards God in the context of healing, then we can apply it to other areas of our lives as well. So as we go through this morning, there's gonna be some slides that again, massive thank you to Jules, who will have put all this together. You're amazing, thank you. So what is your faith in? Is your faith in money, self, your career, your family, in your property, in your health, in your friends, maybe it's in your church. Well, this year we've had a pandemic, um, which has seen pretty much every one of those things shaken, um, turned upside down. Some of those things have been taken from us. Some of the things that we've trusted in and relied on have really been shaken and tested to the limits, um, which has left a lot of us feeling unnerved and um, scared at times. Um, but God does not change and neither does his word. He is faithful when all else fades so we can rejoice in him. So today we're going to look at what is faith? Um, Strong's Concordance says that pistis is the um, word for faith, which basically means confidence, trust and reliance in God and all that he says to be persuaded to come to trust to have faith um, one of the things that the English dictionary says is that faith is strong or unshakable belief in something especially without proof or evidence now I love that the English dictionary tells us that faith is um, to be without proof, without evidence. In fact, if you do have evidence, then it's not really faith at all. So faith is trusting in something that we cannot see or that we haven't seen yet, but we believe to be true. So there will be times where um, it can feel hard to have faith because we can't see it, we can't yet see the way out. Um, 
But just like the Bible says, we need to put our trust in God. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old receive their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So when we talk about the people of old, we're talking about people like Abraham, who, you know, his faith was credited to him as righteousness at the point at which he believed, not the point at which he did the thing he was going on to do, whether it was being circumcised, um, but at the point that he made that decision to put his trust in God and what God had asked him to do. And um, that's when it was credited to him as righteousness. So sometimes we will have faith and we might not always see the results, um, but God tells us to have faith and to trust him. Um, so we need to know what God's will is and what his word says, and then we need to mix it with our faith, and that brings it to life. Hebrews 4 verse 2 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So here we can see that the gospel was preached to both groups of people, but only one group chose to believe and to put their trust in God. Those who chose to, um, to not have faith or to put their trust in it, the word that they heard did nothing for them. So faith is the key that brings the word to life. And um, sometimes we want to see before we believe. And actually, that's not the way it works in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, it's about believing God and trusting him at his word first. And then we see. Um, so, again, as I've already said, faith is a huge subject that can be covered in many ways. And today I'm going to look mostly at the area of healing. Um, faith is certainly not limited to healing, but we can use the same principles elsewhere. So I want to share a little bit of my testimony with you. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family and I grew up as a Christian and I was baptised um, around about the age of 12. <clears throat> and throughout my life, I've always um, believed in God um, to some degree in his word, um, even if it wasn't always evident in my life at that point, and I never stopped believing. Um, when I was about 40, um, I felt that God told me to leave the church that I was in. Now, please don't hear me wrong. I'm, I'm not suggesting you leave church to have a big God adventure. Um, but just that's what God did with me. And it's part of my story. Um, it seemed strange to me to leave a church because I'd, I had in my heart that you have to go to church every Sunday and that you must not miss church without fail. Um, and in fact, if I did, I felt guilty. Um, and then so for God to tell me to step out of the church I was in felt a bit unnerving not to go into another church but just to step out um at the point that I stepped out of church I had questions um, which I look back now and I think was the Holy Spirit um the questions were things like um who's in me is it Jesus or is it the Holy Spirit I didn't actually know that after 40 years of being a Christian, my foundations were not very solid 
I relied a lot on what other people taught me. I didn't, I tried to read the Bible, um, but not very much. Um, maybe a couple of verses a day, which meant I didn't always get the context. Um, and um, my understanding was quite limited. <clears throat> so God took me on an incredible journey of getting me to look into the word myself, to find out what the word said for myself. Um, and the more that I read, the more I started to realize who I was in Christ um, and what he's done for me. See, before I was someone who was in church, but I had um, a feeling of feeling like the least in the church, um, the least holy, the least um, um, person who knew my Bible well enough, um, the least qualified to teach or the least qualified to speak. Um, I just felt like everyone else had more experience, was more holy than me, um, and I didn't really know who I was in God. So as I said, God took me on this incredible journey. <clears throat> I started to trust in his word and what it said. I started to see that healing was part of the atonement. What that means is that quite a lot of us accept that Jesus died on the cross for us for our sins, and we believe that our sins are forgiven now. Um, sometimes we miss the second part, which says that by his stripes we're healed. We were healed because it changes tense in Peter. Um, so Jesus has already got his stripes. So it is already done. God is not in heaven deciding, are you good enough to be healed? He's already paid the price. Um, and I started to understand that and I started to see God's word. I also started to understand that um, healing was for everybody, that we could lay hands on the sick and that they would be healed. <clears throat> when I was younger, we used to have some big healers that would come and people would be prayed for and people might be healed. Um, but I kind of felt it was reserved for them. And here I was reading, actually, as a believer, I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have the Holy Spirit in me, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead um, and all these things. And if I truly, truly believe those things, then I too can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Um, so I started to take the Bible at its word and I saw that Jesus told us to go and to preach the gospel and to heal the sick. And I was really challenged by that. So I had no idea what I was doing, but I got to a point where everything within me wouldn't rest because I needed to go and try and do what the Bible was saying. So I started to go out on the street, <clears throat> just me and my baby at the time in the pushchair. And I would just say, God, please bring me someone that you want to show your love to today. Now, I can 100% say to you that back then I didn't really fully understand what the Bible said, but I took it as much as I could. So as much as I understood in that moment was to go and pray for the sick. At that point, I didn't quite realize um, that it was God's will for everyone to be healed. And I knew that sometimes we didn't see people healed. So I would say to people, um, oh, wow, I believe God's brought you across my path today. Um, you might be healed, you might not be. I don't really know why people are not healed, but at least we know God loves you. And I used to make like, like Jesus's love as a consolation prize if you're not healed. <clears throat> I'm sharing this with you because I want you to understand that it's okay to start somewhere. 
And it's okay to not have it all right, because if your heart is towards God and if your heart is towards doing what God wants you to do, he will teach you and he will put people in your path that will help you and guide you. If you have an open and a teachable spirit, you know, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So I can 100% say that I went with a whole right heart, um, but I didn't. My theology wasn't quite right, but God has changed that in me. Um, So at first. Um, probably not surprising I didn't see anybody healed Um, but I did get to share the love of God with people Um, and then I began to learn what the Bible really said about healing Um, and um, the way that I prayed for people changed and my faith in what God has already done grew and then I started to see people healed um, at the point that I really really trusted in God's word Um, and it's hard because we have a carnal mind and the Bible actually says that our carnal mind is enmity against God and it says it always will be Um, so I've always thought that I could overcome that some way and at some point it wouldn't be an issue anymore Um, but actually that isn't true it's a constant mind battle okay so when I approach someone on the streets to pray for someone and maybe I see somebody with a crutch and my spirit says, oh, they need healing, okay? Um, reach out to them in love, show them what Jesus has done for them. Um, and then my carnal mind gets involved and my carnal mind in my head is saying, oh, don't approach that person, they're probably too busy. Um, or, oh, um, no, don't approach that person, you're gonna look bad when they don't get healed and God's gonna look bad, um, don't do it. Um, they probably haven't got time and my mind starts to, produce all these negative thoughts the day that I realized that not all my thoughts are my own and that I can have control over my thoughts and what I choose to agree with um, was very freeing Um, so now when I approach somebody to pray those thoughts are still there but I tell them what God's word says so I might say no um, I'm not going to make God look bad Jesus has already paid the price Um, it's not about me it's about him Um, and about freedom for this person so I just put my trust in God's word and I push past those thoughts um, and then um, yeah then I see God do amazing things Um, I have had to learn not to bring God's word down to my experience so if I don't see something straight away um, don't panic Um, but just keep declaring God's word and wanting my experience to match Um, what it says in his word so if his word says all healed and I'm not yet seeing all healed um, not making up some reasons why they weren't healed but um, just going for it and expecting to see what his word says keep trusting Um, I went as part of my learning I found a group called the royal family um, and I went to join them for a five-day conference in London. Um, It was very practical, very hands-on, and we stayed together, we ate together, we fellowshiped together, we learned together, and we went out on the streets together and prayed for the sick. Well, I've never experienced anything like it, and if I could live in one place, it would be there. It just felt like heaven touching earth. Everyone we prayed for seemed to be healed, and there's just so many incredible things of life Um, God touching people's lives Um, it was just amazing Um, now one lady that I prayed for um, 
hopefully you can see the picture of her and me now. Um, we approached her because, um, in fact, that day I was out as a group of four. I was out with two German guys and a Welsh guy. Um, and when we approach someone to pray for them, we don't all four approach somebody. Two will approach and two will stand back. So Dirk and I approached this lady and she had um, like a cast on her hand, um, like a wraparound support for her hand, sorry, not a cast. And when we asked her what she had done, she said she'd actually broken her arm and that it was still painful. So Dirk was praying for her and for her arm to be healed. Now, as he was praying for her, I actually just could keep hearing the word arthritis, arthritis, and it just kept buzzing around in my head. And I remember a prophet saying to me once, um, one of the ways that you know that God's given you something is that you weren't thinking it, and then it won't leave you. It's almost like a buzz, like a fly buzzing around your head. Um, and I just kept hearing this word arthritis and I knew that I wasn't thinking it. It wasn't something I was trying to think. So when Dirk finished praying for her, I just said to her, can I ask you a funny question? Do you happen to have arthritis? And she said, yes, all through my body. And you couldn't tell by the way she walked. There was nothing obvious. Um, but because she confirmed the words that God had given me. My faith shot sky high because I thought, God, you've revealed this. There is no way she's not being healed because you've revealed it. I know that right in this minute she's being healed. And I had not an ounce of doubt because God had given me that word. Um, and then what happened was um, the other two that we were with as part of the royal family, they were praying with another group of people. So after we finished praying for this lady, normally I would have made a big thing out of check it, try it out, is it better? I was just so excited that God had given me a word and confirmed it, but I forgot to ask her to check it. And um, she said, thank you, and off she went. So we were just waiting for these other two to finish praying with the people they were praying with. Um, and we were talking about what happened. And then when they finished, we were still standing in the same place and we were just talking about what had happened with them and who they'd prayed for. And then all of a sudden I got spun around, my shoulder was yanked around and there was this lady standing there, which is what you can see in the photo. Um, and she was just smiling from ear to ear and just surprised and just saying, wow, this really works. Um, it's amazing, all the pain in my body has gone. And I was just surprised that she'd come back because normally we pray for people and we move on so people wouldn't be able to find us easily and nobody had ever come back before. Um, I'd seen healings instantly before, but no one had come back. So she was the first lady to come back. And so I was a bit like, wow, that's amazing. You can see I've got my sleeves rolled up because it's just such a hot day. It was like really, really hot summer we had. And we were in this shopping center in London and um, we were under like, glass roofs it's just so hot in there um don't know why I'm telling you that but it was amazing and I was able to share God's love with her and um how he wanted relationship with her um and it was amazing that one of the German guys just took this photo of us I didn't even know he was taking the photo um but it's just it's just a nice um picture just to remember what happened that day um so Every time I have had complete faith in God, and I haven't doubted at all, I have seen healings. Um, 
it's very easy when we don't see to dig up our faith and to think it didn't work nothing happened and as soon as we do that we pull our faith out and we um lose the faith that we sowed okay so it's really important when you step out in faith and you trust god even if you don't see it in that second that you just continue to say i know your word is true um an example of that is a friend of mine had cellulitis um which basically meant her ankles were the same size as the rest of her leg um she didn't really have any ankles she couldn't really see them um and um it was causing her a great deal of pain and she asked me to pray so i prayed with her and at the time i didn't see anything in the natural nothing changed um but i knew not to dig up my faith and so when i went to leave i sat in my car and before i drove off i just said god i choose to trust you i didn't see it but i know it's done i thank you for the finished work of your cross i just know that she's healed thank you god and as i drove home i was just acting as if i had seen it god you're amazing god i thank you so much for her healing um, and just continuing to keep my faith in place um and two days later she sent me a photo of her ankles um saying look um my ankles are healed i've never seen my ankles um before um look i'm wearing some strappy shoes and the photo was straps around her like they were sandals that had straps that go around the ankles so i i couldn't get them around before um so i didn't see that straight away i didn't dig up my faith i kept my faith in place john g lake um would say after they'd prayed now let's take time to believe god for what we've asked okay so when you pray and you don't see, just keep that faith in place and you will see. Um, just gonna have a quick look at Matthew 17 with you. Um, I particularly love this story because it's a story where the disciples don't see and then we see Jesus's response. I'm just gonna read that to you. Matthew 17, verse 14. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now this story can also be seen in Mark chapter nine, um, and there are different details in there. It is worth reading both stories to get the full picture. So what's going on in this story? Um, at this point, 
Jesus is just coming down off the Mount of Transfiguration, where he was with a couple of disciples. And as he's coming down, he sees this crowd and a bit of a kerfuffle going on, and some of his other disciples are there. Um, and when he gets there, he's told these disciples have tried and they can't do it. Now, as Christians, I've heard many people say when they don't see people who well, can't be God's will. Or um, maybe God's teaching you something. Maybe that's why your healing hasn't happened today. Or maybe, mm, and now this is to the person being prayed for, you don't have enough faith. Maybe people say things like, um, uh, and maybe God's giving you empathy by you having it. Um, all sorts of reasons that people give. It's very interesting to see Jesus's response to somebody not healed. His response is to heal them. He didn't get them to go into their history and to find out why they might not have been healed in the first place. He knew it was the Father's will for them to be healed. He doesn't question it. He turns instead to the people praying. He says, it's your unbelief. It's very key to note, he doesn't say to them, you have no faith. Okay, these were disciples who had seen miracles. They had seen demons come out and they had rejoiced, saying, wow, even the demons listen to us. Um, so they had had experience. But there was something about the situation that made the disciples wobble. Um, I think it was partly because Jesus wasn't with them. He was up on the mount. And partly because if you read in Mark 9, which I'm not going to do today, um, but please go and do it, um, you will see there's a lot more description. This demon is very visual. It throws the boy on the floor. It makes him froth at the mouth um, and causes him to have these fits, even in front of Jesus. And I find that really incredible because a lot of demons in the Bible are recorded as soon as they see Jesus saying, what do you want with us? This demon, even in front of Jesus, throws the boy on the floor and makes him fit. It's just Jesus is not um, swayed by what he sees. Whereas I think the disciples got a little bit wobbled by what they saw. Their faith started to waver. Now, um, the other thing that um, I wanted to point out was that Jesus is very plain. They asked the question, why couldn't we do it? Now, Jesus was a teacher. I genuinely believe had there been more reasons, he would have given them all the reasons that were possible for this person not to be healed. He would have said, well, today my father was teaching them something. But he never said that because that isn't true. That isn't, that isn't scripture. God doesn't teach us something through sickness. If it was ever the father's will for us to be sick, Jesus could never heal us because he can never go against the father's will um so we know it's the father's will for us to be healed because um jesus has already paid the price as we said before jesus answers them very plainly he says to them it's because of your unbelief not the person they're praying for because of their unbelief something that made them wobble they weren't quite standing on god's word firmly um, I think that's very clear. It's really important that we don't have excuses that say why God's work doesn't, word doesn't work. If we're not seeing it, then let's expect our experience to come up to God's word. Um, 
The, other, the last thing that I want to pull out of this passage is the last verse, verse 21. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. The reason I want to bring this up is because for a very long time, I read that to be this kind of demon doesn't come out except by prayer and fasting. Now, if that was true, Jesus would, would in effect be saying, I have all authority and all power except over this demon. You need to pray and fast it out doesn't sound like something that Jesus would say and he either has all authority or he doesn't so the other thing he's talking about in the passage is their unbelief um so what do we know about prayer and fasting prayer and fasting doesn't change God doesn't change his mind prayer praying and fasting changes us and our hearts towards what God's word says so I, I really believe that this is saying that um that this kind of unbelief will come out by prayer and fasting. Um, I believe that it changes us. Um, having talked about needing to have really strong faith, it's really important that we don't fall into the ditch of having faith in our faith. Our faith is in the finished work of Jesus. And when you know that, you can't go wrong because it's finished. It's done. I can't affect that. He has paid for sickness to be healed. I can't change that. Curry Blake says, faith is not a puffing up, but a settling down. And I genuinely believe that. Okay, when we have true faith, we are just sure. And it is a calm thing and a still thing. It is not, a, I need to get myself ready. I need to do this. I need to do that. It's a real settling. Jesus, you've done it. And I know, and I'm just trusting what you've done. Um, faith speaks. Faith leads to action. I do recognise that faith is more than just healing. Um, but this is just one angle to show what happens when we mix our faith with God's word and it releases power and his promises into our lives. So what do you do now? So step one, know what God's word says in relation to your circumstances. Don't bring the word of God down to match your experience, but expect your experience to come up to what God's word says. If you don't know what God's word says for your situation, please ask for somebody. Um, this is my situation. What word can I stand on? Ask the Holy Spirit. I've had experiences where I have had total panic um, I won't go into all the details now, but when I, I very nearly miscarried with Holly, um, having already miscarried in between Holly and Jessica once, and I went into total panic that I couldn't think of one single scripture. And I just said, Holy Spirit, please give me a scripture. Um, and I opened my Bible and it was just the right scripture for me to stand on. Do ask the Holy Spirit. The Bible does say he's a teacher. Um, but if you feel like, you're not getting anything, then do ask somebody, what scripture can I stand on? So step two, start to step out on what God's word says. Let your actions and your words match the word of God. It's really important that we don't flip-flop between um, what the world says and what the Bible says. Um, if I sort of say things like, I know it's God's will for me to live in divine health. And then in the next sentence, I say, yeah, but we get four colds a year because that's what we're told. 
Everyone gets four colds a year. You see how my words are not lining up with God's word. So it's really important that as God shows us and as God teaches us, line up with his words and let your, your words and your actions match his words. Step three, when you see nothing, don't change. Don't change what you're doing. Trust God and do good. Um, I'm, I'm sure that's a talk for a whole other time on what to do when you're waiting. And Mark might already have done a talk on that, I think. Um, but what to do when you're waiting and how to wait well. Um, if I could teach you one thing about faith today, it would be to step out and to see what God will do. And I promise you won't be disappointed. You know, the journey I have been on with God has been incredible. Hasn't always been easy. Sometimes I felt um, um, like I'm losing my mind, um, trying to stand on the things of God. Um, but God teaches me and he brings me back to his word. And even when I've struggled and I haven't quite done what the word says, um, God brings me back to his word and he reteaches me and re-shows me. And he is good and he is faithful. Um, so... I just want to finish today um, by praying for you. Maybe there's things that stop your faith towards God. Maybe you haven't seen something and it's led you to be disappointed. Maybe God didn't answer your prayers the way that you thought that he would. Um, so I just want to pray this morning for um, each person. Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you that you're a good father. Thank you that you love to teach us and show us your things. Help us to step out today on your word. Help us to trust your word and what it says. And right now we give you every past disappointment, every fear, every anxiety, and we just lay them before your feet, Lord Jesus. And we pray instead that you would fill us with boldness and with faith, that you would help us to trust your word, that you would um, bring to our mind the scriptures that we can stand on for every situation we are in, even if it is just, um, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Father God, this morning, I just want to pray for anybody who's got sickness in their body. <clears throat> We've been talking this morning about Jesus, how you've already paid the price. It's not my words. <laughs> I could pray the best prayer um, and it's not to do with that. So God, we just lift up each person this morning. If you want healing this morning, just take God at his word. Jesus has paid the price. Put your hand wherever it is, wherever it's on your shoulder, if there's pain, if you're getting headaches or um, migraines, or if you've got cancer, put your hand wherever that is right now, whatever you want healed. Father God, we just thank you that it is your desire for us to be healed, that you've already paid that price. And we just receive as a free gift that healing now, not because we're good enough, not because we're holy enough, but because of your great love for us. And we just speak to ears and we say, open in Jesus' name. Blind eyes see. We speak to tongues that aren't working and we say, be loosed. Maybe due to a stroke. We just speak life right through everybody. Cancer, in Jesus' name, you shrivel and die, in Jesus' name. We speak life over people's bodies. Anybody with dementia, we just speak life into your brain and into your thinking. 
um, anybody with diabetes, we speak to your sugar levels and say, be normal right now in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Whether you've got a heart condition, and I speak to all hearts and I say, be strong in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you want us well. And I speak to pain wherever you are in that body. Be healed right now. Pain, leave right now. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for pain leaving right now, for shoulders loosening. Father God, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Faith Life, it's been brilliant to be with you this morning. Um, and I hope that um, you have got something out of this morning. And if nothing else, just take baby steps with God and let him teach you. You might not have it all right to begin with, and that's okay. It's okay to learn with God. Um, that's why he gave us a teacher. Um, so be blessed. Have a great day. Um, and thank you.